welcome to episode nine of the Starside Lounge. It's been a long while. Um, I am Bjorn, and today we have a really great cast here. We have Xenos, as always. Hello. Hello, Xenos. And we've got Leviathan. Uh, hello. Hello. Uh, we have a new administrator. Some people know, some people don't. Um, but we'd like to officially welcome uh, Speed Racer to the admin team here at DBO. And he's joining us tonight as well. Hey there. Hey, Speed Racer. And then we have special community guest, uh, Squid NH3, or Squid, I guess as we'll call him. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to the show. So this will be uh, all sorts of you know embarrassing, and, and you'll want to leave halfway through, but you can't. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's been kind of a ridiculously long while since we've uh, had one of these. Um, since the last episode, we've had the Taken King actually launch, and then we've had a bunch of balancing updates and content updates, and now we're even looking forward to see what's, what's sort of beyond the Taken King launch. So I think... Let's take a step back here. Um, I think one of the one of the big things with Taken King when it landed and what we didn't know was the King's Fall raid. And I just kind of want to step back and get your guys as a read on on the raid and what you thought and um, your comments on hard mode versus normal mode, all that. So, uh, Squid, you want to? Do you have any any thoughts? Maybe that uh, you'd like to share. Well, uh, I I really enjoy the uh, the King's Fall raid. Um, I don't think I had the best first or attempted blind run experience with it, um, just because the getting a group together to make it all the way through the the length of it made that very difficult. Um, so I have the sort of a I guess I, I say post traumatic stress disorder from the the Golgoroth part. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, that was where the first group fell apart, and then uh, I think me, me and Disciple kind of had to cobble together uh, people that were sort of willing to do it blind, and, and it didn't really work out as well as we had originally hoped. Uh, but we did make it all the way through, so um, and it was it was really satisfying. Uh, I think I enjoy the, I definitely enjoyed the War Priest encounter the most, and I think after that probably. Oryx, as long as I'm the runner. I don't like doing anything else. <laughs> How many weeks did it take you to get through? How many resets before you guys finally killed Oryx? I think we got it maybe the um, maybe the end of the second week. Um, so I, I, once again, Oryx was... We did it so many times, it's hard to remember which time was actually successful. Right. Uh, but, yeah, it, the... You know, cobbled together group. There was, a, I think, one guy who was uh, playing the not spoiler, but but giving not so subtle hints as as to what we were <laughs> supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, and and that was, you know, so you, you really kind of want to avoid that. I think next time uh, I'll try to take the route I think most of you guys did, which was uh, pledged to to wait a week, an extra week or so. Yeah, because I think by the time that the first group started it. We were all so so burned out from grinding to get to a high enough light level that we didn't have that energy to to finish all the way through the raid. Yeah, right. uh, yeah, that's yeah we a had a pretty climb. good time. The other four of us in here all 
all went through it that this the what the second week it was live together. Uh, it was a pretty good experience, highlighted by Levi's dog eating his mic not once but twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that was, was a time. that was a crazy. I mean, I usually don't uh, move very quickly at Saturday mornings, so I woke up early and ran over to my dad's house and we soldered it together and uh, we got it working <laughs> and I ran back and everything was going good and then we took that lunch break and I was gone for literally five minutes and was, came back. And there was a sound and one of us joked. I forget who it was. Somebody said like, oh, that sounds like Levi's dog ate the microphone again. <laughs> and then and when he didn't exactly talk again. Yeah. Uh, but no, what, we got to the daughters that first time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that first, but that was a long day because we yeah. we were completely blind and um we and got through nobody we were playing eight hours or so it, yeah yeah and uh we got really stuck on daughters oh you know it was interesting like we took the hard mode for everything right so for totems instead of splitting up and having three per side for some reason we thought you had a debuff and you couldn't go to the same side so we were weaving back and forth <laughs> from left to right so you'd like pick up the right totem, go to the middle, then go to the left, and then back to the middle, and everybody's switch, switching back and forth like that. And it worked, and we did it, and it was awesome. And then for uh, Golgoroth, we dropped all six orbs. Yeah. Multiple times. Multiple times, yeah. And I, I haven't done it since. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so then we finally got to Daughters, and we just kept... Uh, I don't know what it was, we... We always assumed we had to take the shield from the one who was screaming, and we obviously at that point didn't have enough firepower to take her out. Uh, well, just just like with the the web thing, we were making it harder than it was. Absolutely, but- and then finally we realized, oh my gosh, you can like if we take the shield from the other daughter, uh, survive. Yeah, you survive the song. It was like holy crap, obviously. But at that point, we were just so exhausted, we had to we had to stop. Right. And I was, I was, I mean, I was literally texting, I think, Xenos or somebody, like, my answers to your questions. So you would get <laughs> yeah, five right. minutes <laughs> later. I was very used to that, though. With running on PlayStation 4 previously with Cruel Legacy, it was, you know, in all our raids. When we were going for Flawless Raider, he did never, he never used his mic. Dancing and pointing, and yeah, that's uh, it's good, good stuff. Sitting down and, means uh, no. I did trials a bunch with Corny on Xbox. He his mic stopped working for about a week and a half, and we did trials without him on mic. So I was quite used to that. Yeah, it was well, actually funny. So the day after, or two days after, we we did that raid and got to the daughters, and we were just so exhausted. I went back with like there's another team of just some friends and like a pickup group kind of of just people we knew. And, we did Oryx on our first try, <laughs> but we'd all looked up the strategy. I was like, I'm right. done. I'm done doing like, I had a really great time figuring out the strat, but I didn't want to have to deal with Oryx because I knew that was going to be ridiculous. Yeah. And so we all looked up the strategy and it was like, we had that down. And then, yeah, first try on Oryx. It was kind of unreal. Yeah. I'm glad I, we went in blind together, but then we kind of all decided at the end of the day that at that point it was okay to, to look up strategies or watch streamers do it. And then I think Xenos and I tried to get a group together the next night. And we got two Oryx, but still didn't beat him. I think it was the third week yeah. of us trying that I finally took him down. I think I think I did do it the second week, but uh, it was like pretty much last minute. 
Was your guys uh, the first Gogoroth, or your when you killed Gogoroth for the first time? Didn't you guys kill him when he was as he was enraged and you were like half blind? Uh, yeah, I think yeah, we I did. Think I don't we, remember being you, half blind. I, I remember had, he was enraged though. I'm, yeah, I think my screen the, was like almost black. Yeah, I was. I had the gaze, I believe, and he killed me as you guys killed him. Like he and I died yeah. at the same time. And it's and quite it was, possible I was dead. Was falling apart. Why I wasn't black. Yeah, because I think I watched that live on Twitch, and I thought you guys were just totally screwed, and you managed <laughs> to pull it out. I think we did too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think the the thing that's interesting about the raids in Destiny is, I it was really satisfying to beat Oryx, but a lot of times I'm like, uh, I I almost don't want to do it. Like I don't sign up for a lot of raids. Because it's exhausting even now. Yeah. And that's because of the hard mode right now. So it's like, I don't really know how much I like this raid until like three or four months down the road when it's easy. <laughs> so yeah, it's, I'm thinking back to Crota's End though, and I, they're both, I still struggle with them both on hard, well, not Crota's End anymore, but I remember struggling for a month on Crota's yeah. End and not liking it because of that. Atheon was I don't the same way, get though. the same feeling from King's Fall. Because I don't feel like it's as cheap. Like, when we fail, it's because we screwed up. Whereas with Broda, when we failed eight times out of ten, it wasn't our fault. He wasn't wasn't kneeling? He wasn't kneeling. He would follow us into the crystal room. The room, yeah. Well, King's Fall has almost the opposite problem where sometimes just having one person that doesn't do something perfectly can screw the whole group. Right. And that and that's something that's that's been frustrating for me in Oryx, and it's been me plenty of times. I'm not. I don't want to throw people under the bus, but you know, it's you, you're going. Everything's going fine, and then somebody misses a jump, or somebody didn't take out you know take out a certain knight or a certain ogre, and uh, now we got to do the whole thing over again. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't was, live the <laughs> triple jump as a hunter like. The, the some of those jumps can be very frustrating as the runner. Yeah, I was gonna say when you're running and you're in that last round, your your hands get start getting pretty sweaty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> they do. I do feel like overall King's Fall is the best raid objectively because it actually requires teamwork and everybody has to have a job at pretty much every phase. I, I definitely uh, think it's. I the may best enjoy doing Vault of Glass more still, but I think King's Fall is definitely the better raid. Yeah. yeah, I think it's my favorite. It's just just a still a just maybe a tad too long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I kind of agree, but I don't want to say that out loud because I don't want Bungie to think that they need to make raids shorter again. Crota's end was too short. I, right? I almost I almost wouldn't mind though if they had like a two raid a year policy and it's like they have a shorter raid and a longer raid each year. I actually think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I think variety would be, I think that would be, because then you have options because you can say, let's do this one versus that one because they're actually distinct. And one of the things I, as much as I like Vault of Glass, um, I always have kind of had a little bit of a problem with the Templar's well phase because it's kind of three acts just in that one area. And so to me, it feels like one phase, even though you actually get kind of three different parts of it. But I just, I feel like that part takes so long. Just the Templar oh, yeah. as well takes more than half of the entire time. So I, I feel like King's Fall is more perfectly paced 
that you go through four stages throughout the raid, and they're all roughly equal in amount of time you spend there. Well, and, and as as fun as as the the Templar is, I think they learned from that because one of the things that we I noticed the last time we ran Atheon just a month or two ago was this is you can't really speed that part up at all until you actually start fighting the Templar. There's like yeah, you're just set waiting on timers, yeah. Well, not and not just the oracles, but like the Complexes. during the sacrifice part, you have to wait till a certain number of of waves spawn. And the thing that's nice about King's Fall is there's nothing like that 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 I can think of. It's all, you know, you can make it as fast as you can make it. And obviously, I mean, there's a limit to that. You know, it's still going to take you five minutes minimum or something like that. Yeah, but there's a little bit of that at War Priest, but not not really though. Because, yeah, you, not really. because you have to sort of clear the ads and then take out the knights and start the glyph sequence. But then, uh, then you can kill them in one wave instead of, right. you know, instead of three if you're really good. And again, I think part of the important part of that is that that's the only segment you do in that room. And part of the reason the Templar just feels so like it's dragging out is because you do three separate Things encounters in, the in one room. area. Yeah, right. Rather than yeah. exactly, yeah, yeah. It's probably why definitely keeps you moving. Yeah, that's probably why Oryx at the end maybe sometimes feels like you're tired by that point because you're still in that same area at, that you did the last boss. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that. Do you guys think that maybe they had the the raid with Oryx and then maybe added the sisters later as almost a tutorial portion for the Oryx part? It almost has that feel, doesn't it? Because yeah. I, w- I was thinking trying to do the Oryx part without the sisters part would be just impossible if you going in blind. Yeah. Because there yeah. would be so many things to juggle. And, you know, this, the sisters part teaches you the running. And, yeah. and then you, you move on to the Oryx and you, you at least have that part down. That kind of makes me laugh, too, going back to that. That first yeah, Sunday that we all ran the raid together. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, oh, after we beat the sisters finally, we all say, okay, now that was counterclockwise. We should try clockwise this first time. <laughs> yeah. And I'm yeah. thinking, maybe we should try what we were doing. Um, yeah. I, I, one thing I liked about, I like about that is they do make a random runner, which means, like, normally I'm not the kind of person that steps up for that kind of role, but I don't mind doing it. So it actually gave me an excuse to learn it, which, like Crota, that never happened for me. I never did the sword because anybody could pick it up. So it's kind of nice doing the that part during the daughters because I learned it. So now if somebody asks, I I can say, oh yeah, I know how to do that. And you can and go all the way not... back to Atheon for that. They learned that lesson right away. Yeah. As soon as people were selecting who got teleported and not based on where they stood. Yeah. Yeah, and sort of as you'd said, uh, speed the ability, the the teamwork aspect of it is definitely enhanced by. Yeah, everyone has a job at every phase of that raid, and yep. it, it's amazing to me that people can beat it with less than four. You know, some guy soloed orcs last week, and that's just incredible. Because when I do it with six people, I feel like everyone has a job, and if one of them screws up, maybe we can overcome one guy screwing up, but not two. Yeah. How do you guys feel about hard mode? Uh, like when when they announced hard mode, it was uh, you know it's not 
it, like we designed hard mode originally, and then we scaled it back to get the normal mode. Yeah. But then I think there's a lot of um, commentary hmm. that people felt like hard mode really wasn't that different. Right. You know, we, we have a platform missing on the jump sequence. Um, and the boss mechanics are slightly different. Like Gol- Golgoroth has more health and you, one person gets tainted light that can wreck the whole team if you don't jump out of the pool. That's it. Yeah. Um, War priest, War priest probably has the most changes. And even that is not insurmountable. Yeah. And it doesn't really change the fight very much. I never find myself really having to die. Like when, when we do War Priest, we always fight right and then center, center, if, if we have to do three rounds. Yeah. And I find myself never having to dodge that captain's orb that he throws mm-hmm. out. Um, I'm, I don't even know what his third round is. I, I'm not actually sure, because I'm not sure we've ever gotten... Like, well, so it's the, the captain bubble, the taken knight, like, fire that he shoots everywhere. Right. And then... It's the hob- hobgoblin stuff, isn't it? The taken, yeah, the taken yeah, sniper yeah. thing, and that's oh, that's, that's annoying. Well, then I'm glad I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, I think honestly, right now I'm still, and I mean, I talked about this a little bit. I'm still at the point that hard mode's exhausting. Like, and I ha- I haven't even beat Oryx on hard because every time we do it, it gets to the point where it's taken too long and everybody everybody's done. So I haven't even beat it yet, honestly. Um, and I'm. It's kind of like Crota, where I honestly, even after hard mode came out, I'd rather do normal just because I like the experience and I didn't really care about the loot as much. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I feel about King's Fall right now. But that'll change as I can consistently get up to three, you know, over three ten easier with whatever gear I I want. And that's one thing that's pretty interesting to me about the way they did that. You can get through all of King's Fall at 308, King's Fall hard mode at 308 with no problem until you get to Oryx. And then it's like the daughters, you didn't have any problem being under 310. Oryx, if you're under 310, you are you better be the only one on your team that's under 310. Yeah, it's it's really hard to be that. It's And that actually speaks to something we had speculated about that never, I guess, actually happened. And that was the... Um, with, with the new light system, the expectation was that you'd get a more sort of clean gradient of effectiveness in battle. But right. at Oryx, if you're not 311, like, that's the cutting point. 310 and 311 are two different games. Yeah. Yep. And that was and something I, that we were hoping they would fix or change. And well, and Luke Smith that's even case. said in the lead-up to Taken King that specifically talking about the raid... Uh, in ge- that in general, you know, being a few levels below is not anywhere near what it was before. So it w- that surprised me a lot that they did that, that the 311 threshold was so pronounced. I'm not sure whether I think that's bad or good, because in a way it's it's nice to basically be told you need to run the hard mode rate a few times um, before you can really truly tackle Oryx on hard. That's one of the few things that actually makes it a hard mode. Um, so in some ways, it doesn't bother me because it really is the only thing that makes it hard mode. But at the same time, it is frustrating to get there when you're 309, 310. And like Zeno said, after 
after you've been playing for so long already, I think the only times I beat Oryx on hard is when we went in there with someone's checkpoint. Yeah, it is, it is a bit of a slog. How about you, Levi? Have you uh, have you even attempted it on hard mode yet? I have not. That's <laughs> why I'm sitting here quietly. I didn't think so. <laughs> I don't blame you. You know, it's uh, it's definitely a different kind of uh, experience, and not necessarily more fun. Yeah, I've only finished uh, the normal uh, raid for uh, I don't know twice or something. So yeah, I'm. It still it still feels like the one I need to be doing. Also, my light level has been stuck at. I, I it doesn't really bother me. It's just it's been at two ninety nine forever. <laughs> I, I haven't played much in the last uh, month or so. So it was steadily Wait. building, and then it got stuck there. And then it, I came back, and I'm still stuck there. You, you need to go play Sparrow Racing League, and you can get that's a what, 320 helmet. I was going to say that this is kind of a separate issue, but it's all connected. By yeah. far, my favorite thing about Taking King is that I feel free to play one character and one character only, play whatever I'm in the mood for, so I'm not raiding a whole lot because I've got Trials, I've got Sparrow Racing League now, and... I don't feel the need to run three characters through the raid every week. I don't even feel the need to run one character through all three activities each week. And it's just, it's great. Exactly. It's amazing. In fact, uh, I just mentioned to Bjorn earlier this week, we'd just done the nightfall and I told him, Oh, Hey, if you want to do it on a second character, I'd be down, down to do it. And he's like, Oh, I I don't have another character that can (laughs) do it. And then I, I realized when I looked at my characters and I'm like, my highest character, Character level besides my main is two seventy three. So <laughs> you move some guns over. But yeah. Now, well, if I do SRL, um, does do I need to have high uh, a high level equipped while I'm doing it nope. in order to? Nope, that's what? the best part. Not at okay. all. Okay. Okay. Good. Your yes. loot drops are based entirely on what your SRL reputation level will be. Yeah. So, so let's yeah. I guess we'll we'll shift the conversation over here. So <laughs> I just this is where to, it's going. I just need to play it more then, I guess. Yeah, because and it's dropping like sixth place every single match, and you'll still progress and and start to get stuff. Uh, I think it's dropping at like two ninety right now. So yeah. So the the cool thing about the Sparrow Racing League gear is that it's completely contingent on your rank, your your um, your status rank with. SRL and you just do races to get more and as you do more races the better gear starts dropping. And so when when your rank below when your rank 1 stuff drops less than 300 and then when you hit rank 2 it drops between 300 and 310 mm-hmm. and then when you hit rank 3 it drops between 310 and 320. Nice. Yeah, yeah I saw Monkey just posted about an hour or two ago that he finally got his first 320 helmet um you know, a few matches after hitting rank three. Yeah, that's it's pretty cool. Um, I was just expecting the armor to be cosmetic when it first came out, and then I was happy to see that. Some well, stuff. all of it is except for the helmet and the class item, They're right? But still, uh, the fact that that's there is is nice and kind of keeps its legacy going. Um, and also, I like how they you know you can toggle between. Okay, do you want? Uh, you know, uh, a perk that affects, you know, campaign or PVE or 
you can flip it back to Sparrow Racing. It's just yeah. great. It was yeah. smart. It is. Well, and, I, and that, if my favorite part of that is uh, the class item, because I was like, "Oh, this that's such a cool class item," and I was just you know watching the the reveal. And I was like, "It's too bad. It's probably just going to have a Sparrow League perk on it." And then I got it, and I was like, "Oh, sweet! It's got a Crucible rep." Yeah, perk I also it. love that the Hunter class item doesn't have a hood, yep. and yeah. since they when Taken King came out and they gave class items um, light level, that meant that I could I would sometimes wear just the default um, the scarf, uh, yeah, the, the scarf, scarf yeah. so that I could just look different and not have you know a cape and hood. But when the light level thing happened, you couldn't do that anymore unless unless you really wanted to take a huge hit. Um, and so now that's feasible again. To I mean, even though it's got the little. Uh, wispy things you still don't have the full hood and stuff so it's kind of nice that they I've I've actually got another surprise for you that'll make you happy which is if you wear the hunter helmets from Sparrow Racing you Mm -hmm. don't wear a hood either oh well that's probably one of the things I've I've seen but not uh, registered yeah even regardless of which uh, cloak you're wearing it won't cover the helmet I think the uh, Acleophage symbiote is that way as well. Some of some of the new exotics, it seems like the hood won't cover them. Well, yeah. So I, I've done a little bit of the racing. I, I've actually mostly just been been doing it on my warlock since I've been ignoring her mostly. <laughs> uh, so I, I felt like giving her a uh, uh, a designated uh, job. <laughs> You're the racer in the family. <laughs> yeah. So but no. Who- the helmets are nice, um, especially their their second perk in I think the second column is the uh, the get more super on revives. Yeah, Angel of Light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, which is really nice for trials. That is a cool perk. And the the other thing, cool thing, even though the other stuff's just cosmetic, <laughs> is uh, I noticed you can actually switch it between your classes, except for the helmets. So you don't have to yeah. get a set of each like armor for each class, you just sweep, put it in the vault, and the other person can pick it up. Right. Yeah, and actually, when I wear the uh, when my warlock wears the racing pants or the in the racing the top, uh, and then I equip a pistol, uh, she wears it on her hip like a hunter, <laughs> and it's the only way I can do that. It's kind of cool. Yeah. So now here's the the more important part: talking about the tracks themselves. One thing I've noticed racing on both both platforms this last week, it was really interesting that seems on Xbox, there's kind of a group think of always take the shortcut on Venus or maybe it's Mars. I can't one of one of the platforms, every one of the DBO players I'm playing with, they they take, think that the Mars the Venus, one's more important. You take the Venus the, one. Right. Not the Mars and, one. And so I'm like when I was playing the other night, I was like, no, I I always take the Venus one. I catch the Mars one if I can. But yeah. I don't go out of my way for it, and just the group think of the different people I was playing with. They they were kind of the of the opposite thinking, yeah. Which was interesting to me. I've noticed that I feel like on Venus, the uh, all the different racers get more stretched out, farther apart from each other. While on Mars, it tends to stay more dense and. And everybody's right in a cluster. Is that the same for you guys? Or yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. sort of reflective, though, of um, 
when they when they launched it in the Vidoc, they they made a comment about how Mars was supposed to be the easier track and Venus was the more complicated track. And so, if you have a more complex track with different harder corners to make, you're going to end up with more separation between drivers, right? Yeah, each sense. little corner would sort of jostle people around, and 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 if someone's able to hit all the corners, they're going to get much further ahead. Well, and one thing that I've really loved about it is it's a lot more nuanced than it first looks. It really is. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. like I've, I, I've talked to at least Bjorn and, and uh, Speed Racer about this, that the gates, like, people were appalled that I was, like, winning and I'd have, like, 53 gates. And they're like, how did you, how did you possibly win? Everybody else must have been doing really bad. And I was like, no, it's, it all comes down to, it's like, if that line is the fastest line... Don't go out of your way to get the gate. Yeah, I think unless, you showed me one screenshot when you won with like fifty, and the next lowest was like sixty-eight or something. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. You had like a five or six-second lead, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and and it's not something you figure out because they tell you, oh, the the boost, the gates give you a boost, so everybody goes out of their way to make sure they hit every gate. And that sometimes, said, sometimes it's ahead. better just to be like, oh, I'm not going to get that gate. It's not worth wasting my boost energy to get over to that gate. Y'all agree with that, but that said, you can't miss four in a row. No. You go down to like no, no. 60 miles an hour. <laughs> Talking about like one here. <laughs> yeah. I, I, think, uh, I think Zero Point Fox was, was doing the same thing, and, and he won every race that I was in with him by a lot. Except for that one. Oh, me, oh, and, did... him, me and him have something of a rivalry. Oh. <laughs> every, every, time, every time we played on Mars, I'd beat him pretty substantially and every played it, time we played on Venus he'd beat me pretty substantially so so you have home turf yeah you're saying got it so I actually I, I just want to uh, hijack this real quick we this this whole conversation fits into the year two um, looking forward and what sort of things we would expect Bungie launched a live team or they I guess they enhanced the live team to add events like Barrel Racing League and the Festival of the Lost, which we saw uh, right around Thanksgiving. Or sorry, Halloween. And the live team is apparently, you know, they're going to be financed by the microtransactions. We talked about this a little bit before, sort of mostly all speculation. And from what I can tell, my guess is it looks like it's doing pretty well. I see a lot of people running around with Momentum Gear, which is part of the the book that you have to purchase for effectively $10, which is kind of amazing. And I, I've um, ran into a lot of people with the air guitar emote as well. Right. Yep. <laughs> Five dollars. Yeah. yeah. The emotes have been great. I, I, I'm glad that they freshened it up. I, I look forward to them sort of cycling through. It's kind of cool. Um, one thing, though. So I, I just I have to say it. The um, For Sparrow Racing League, if you buy the horn kit and they give you a random horn that you're supposed to not have already, and then there's a chance to get the other Sparrow the light runner is that what it's called yeah so xenos i know that you have had exceptional luck with <laughs> with these things because i believe you had the uh the festival of the lost the um blue skull flaming mask. skull yeah the skull mask like on your first try or like very early on right yeah it was the first try yeah. and then you have the light runner sparrow and i'd heard a lot of griping. So I wasn't really around for Festival of the Lost. I didn't get a lot of that. I didn't I didn't try to get the masks or anything like that. So I I just sort of listened and, and heard people really griping about the fact that 
there were people spending ridiculous amounts of money trying to get that blue mask and they just couldn't get it. Yeah. And I thought like, I was like, but I know like Xenos just got it on his first try and like a bunch of my other friends <laughs> have, like how bad could it really be? Like, so I sat down yesterday and I, I bought $20 worth of silver and I said, all right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm like, I don't have to eat lunch this week. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to try to get the sparrow. Yeah. And I burned through all of that. And could not I, the sparrow never dropped, and that is just ridiculous to yeah. me. That like the drop rate needs to be substantially higher on that stuff. It, it's sort of I think unconscionable, and I really think that um, you know that this sort of goes into lots of other commentaries. I think about destiny and the random number generator, and and sort of the there have been you know gripes about. I guess, you know, casino aspect of it and that sort of thing. But, um, and it, when and I can, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. But I was going to say just it, now that like, if there is real money involved, um, it's, yeah. it obviously like that sparrow must be on a very low random chance because, and probably it's probably the same, whatever that blue helmet was. Right. Um, and maybe I just got, you know, incredibly unlucky. I got as unlucky as you got lucky, maybe or on two well, opposite that- sides of it. And that's always the problem with random stuff. And, and I agree with you. It, I, I think this kind of thing, when you're spending real money on it, it needs to be, for example, even if it's something as stupid as if you've bought enough that you would own every horn, they should right. guarantee you the, the sparrow. And I'm pretty you know? sure I have every horn. Ever. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and, you know, like I said, I don't, I, we really don't know. We'd have to get like a right. really we'd have to get a pretty large sample size to know because we're, we're, we're always going to hear about the people that buy 30 and don't get it because the people that bought five and got it aren't posting about it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but that's still right. Like, and that's why fact. I was wondering, that's why I actually sat down. I was like, all right, here's the deal. Yeah. I'm going to do this experiment. And I figure that if, if I get it on my second try, then I'll have a bunch of silver left over and that'd yeah. be cool. I but, would love if, the more money you spend on those things at Tess, that she starts snickering and like <laughs> laughing at you behind your back. <laughs> well, I dropped ten bucks on Friday morning, and I told myself, "Right, I'm going to buy one Sparrow kit. I really want the Arc Runner. I was going to buy one Sparrow kit and then save the rest of the silver for a week from now, and you know, see if maybe I got one of the, the Arc Runner or something else, and then maybe I'd buy an emote or two." I bought one. It wasn't the Arc Runner. So I immediately dropped the rest of my silver on another kit. It wasn't the Arc Runner. Now I'm out of silver. And I was like, immediately I felt like I could easily drop another $20 on here if I don't force myself to yeah. log off right now. Yeah. I, mean, I actually forgot about Tess. Like, I forgot about her until today. I walked over there and I was like, oh, hey, I forgot you were over here. Sorry. <laughs> and she's snickering at you. Yeah. Don't you get emails from Bungie about go visit Tess? And- I don't read those things. I don't. <laughs> but I will Bjorn say- emails me about podcasts. I don't yeah. read that. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, you know, I after that experience and, like, actually trying to get the, the item and, and just seeing how bad the drop rate is on it, I, I'm no matter what comes further down the line, I'm not going to even try. I'm not, I'm not spending silver on that stuff. Well, yeah, yeah the same and thought and occurred to me is that maybe it's a double it's it's not gonna I had the same thought of you know I just I dropped 20 bucks on PlayStation um, 
I actually had really good luck. Got the Ark Runner right away. I've I've completed my license over there. Um, but then on Xbox, it's like, all right, I dropped ten bucks. I didn't get what I want, and I could easily drop another thirty before getting it, or maybe even not get it then. So rather than drop forty and maybe or maybe not get it, maybe I just won't spend any, or maybe yeah. I'll only spend five. Yeah. Well, and I completely agree with you, but I but I also. That's how I felt from the beginning. When I saw that they were giving a random thing for buying the kits, that was never my motivation for buying them. Right. And and I don't think it should be for anybody. Um, I think, and I'm saying this because I don't want Activision or Bungie or whoever you want to, you know, talk about as being the one behind this. I don't want them to think that, I don't want them to, to have people buy, spending a bunch of money to get a purely cosmetic barely worth it reward i bought it because i wanted to make the two horns that i really liked permanent and i bought the the mask because but basically the, yeah basically for the same thing because i wanted right, to make but the, mask the thing permanent. is i want to be, we should be able to spend money on the cosmetic items that we want because we want the cosmetic item it's when we're throwing a bunch of rng in there that's a problem right right and that's what i'm saying is it's like i'm i it's fine if if you're buying a bunch because you want to get your masks permanent or your horns permanent, but uh-huh. don't don't spend. <laughs> don't right. spend I, I want bucks. one particular sparrow and probably yeah. one particular horn, and yeah. just let me spend eight bucks to do that, and I'll be happy. Yeah, and and that's what I wish they would do is have a sparrow kit and then have all the sparrows for the price of maybe two to two and a half sparrow kits. And be like, you can just buy it, or you can roll the dice and see if you want to get one. Yeah, yeah. I think or if you can get one. And and it, one thing that does relieve the sparrow one a little bit for me is that the nightfalls are dropping him, which I know some people are annoyed by. Are but really? I think that's actually really cool. Yeah, I got yeah. one from the the nightfall I did, that I joined yeah, you guys too. at the very end. <laughs> well, that's right. It was a sparrow kit, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, to me. That's the. The positive aspect, like I agree, there should be avenues to find more specific, to get the specific things you want. Um, but like I said earlier, like it's nice that you don't. Like I never even had to go over there. I didn't even have cause to go over there and mm-hmm. spend real money, which is a really nice. I mean, it's like the backwards version of, of you know, a cell phone game where <laughs> you start playing it and you realize, oh, I really can't play this. Unless I spend money on it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think this is like the first time I've ever played a game where it's actually functional <laughs> without having to spend money in that way. Right. And it sometimes just feels like they're, it's like Bungie's like, okay, we're going to fund all this cool stuff by taking advantage of people with addictive gambling problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And that is sketchy. <laughs> but um, it's great for me because. Uh, <laughs> I don't have any money to even form that addiction. So, you mentioned the minor controversy of the uh, sparrows dropping these current sparrows from Nightfall. Even more controversial uh, was the fact that old emotes. That's what drop. I got. Yeah, and people are, you know, unjustifiably, in my opinion, but people are upset that the emotes they spent good money on now other people can get them without spending any money on them. Yeah, but you can't. You can't buy them anymore, can you? Not individually. Uh, right. You can buy a mystery bag that will have some of the old emotes. And then there's two packs that come with two emotes. It's two specific emotes. Mm-hmm. Right. I like that idea. The, the, I the do too. The emote pack thing. 
Well, I mean, when it's I, like any time there's a, I mean, a sale on anything anywhere. I mean, like if you bought your Xbox One, and then the next, exactly. you know, two weeks later they go on sale for a hundred dollars off. You know, you feel scammed, and you know, obviously I would feel the same way if I was in that position. But at the same time, that's just stuff happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or 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 the people I earned my Gallowhorn. That was my favorite. <laughs> it's, it's the same thinking. Yeah, it's pretty similar to you know just the Taken King coming out, including the previous two ex- expansions. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot people were upset about that. And so did they, though. Let's be honest; they they don't remember they were upset about it. So the Taken King included the t- other two expansions. Well, if you if you bought the legendary, people were actually complaining. If you bought the legendary edition, it was sixty dollars, and it got you. Everything that was previously in Destiny plus the Taken King. So basically, for twenty dollars, you were getting what everybody else spent a minimum of ninety dollars on. I think last year, yeah, ninety if you got the the digital uh, Guardian edition, right? Yeah, but I mean, if you go to a grocery store and they you can buy one apple for a dollar or five apples for four dollars. Well, and, and more importantly. And the thing that was really frustrating me is I because I had a coworker that complained about the same thing. I was like, "You you had a year with the game, like that. That's what you yeah, paid for." I guess it's more like you can buy this apple, and then here's some two rotting apples that <laughs> yeah. nobody uses. Anymore. Well, that's the thing. I've had this conversation a lot with my brother recently. Who uh, he bought Destiny when it came out. His son plays a bit. They still haven't got the uh, expansions or Taken King, and so. He's looking into getting that for Christmas for his son. And we talked for 20 minutes of me trying to explain to him the point, you know, yeah, you're getting, you are, I guess, rebuying Vanilla Destiny, but for $60, you're getting the whole package. And the whole point is Destiny is a living game. And what you're buying, just as much as the content, is the chance to be part of that living game that changes as time goes on. And we're not killing Blades of Crota anymore. And I'm so glad that that this game is living and changing. And I, unlike some people, I, I'm I'm glad that they're not keeping those around forever. Yeah. I wish they still showed up maybe in like one or two places. Yeah. Like just a few areas or something just as a, you know, like uh, the, the urn guys are still there when you're, you know, uh, when you're patrolling earth, the, the, I can't remember their name, like the hands of Crota guys, they're still there. You can still activate those activities, but. and the wolves actually will still show up on Mars. Yep. Well, yeah, and yeah, because of that mission. But I think that's they, very in, in, that's on purpose, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's there's yeah. some remnant of the previous expansions always really, going to be available. Really, the only one that is missing is the Blade of Crota. But I mean, the, uh, as cool as the Blade of Crota was, it it was probably the weakest of those activities, if you ask me, because it was just like. Here's a guy with a sword. Kill him. There's the sword. Congrats. Like there yeah. was yeah. a lot yeah. of, of the story wolves actually or were some of those wolves were hard to solo. Oh yeah, yeah. Es- yeah. Especially when they fir- it first launched. I remember getting slaughtered by. <laughs> so where do you think the Taken are going to live after whatever the next update is? I don't. I don't think the Taken will go away completely just because there are a new, completely new. Well, that's enemy what I mean. Type. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. So it won't um, be like the wolves, where there's just I, one spot left. 
Yeah, I think I think if, there'll be more spots left for the taken, but they, it could also be that they just leave them on the tomb, the the hype ship, and nothing else. So who knows? You'd have to have some way to charge the runes, or else the court of oryx would disappear. Right. I mean, it would stop yeah, functioning. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the the, the dreadnoughts so Which I'd like to say, I think the court of oryx is like is like an example of where destiny like excels in and not just that it's fun but in that it's um in its design you know it, it's you're exploring these areas it's matchmaking people together as you're doing it and the court of orcs activity is like an event but it naturally happens and it it'd be almost like as if you happened upon another sparrow racer sparrow racer and you started a race like the the court of oryx feels like this natural event that happens and all of a sudden you know it doesn't happen every time but you'll have you know four other guys or ladies um there mm-hmm. with you and it and you're not even you're just you know silently communicating with each other and it's a lot of fun um, yeah i, I yeah, wish- it was actually neat this week with the uh the sparrow racing actually um on PlayStation, I guess this is the PlayStation exclusive quest. But once you hit uh, that first part of the quest, uh, you get a quest line from Amanda Holiday to go kill Taken. And you know, if you read the flavor text, it basically says we need to do some actual work so Zavala doesn't think we're just goofing off. But <laughs> it it makes you go kill a bunch of Taken and two Taken elites uh, or ultras. I mean. Um, and then after that, you have to go do two tier three quarter orcs, and then after that, you go do a couple timed missions. And but it was great on Tuesday running into the dreadnought to go do the quarter orcs, and you enter that zone. And at least on PlayStation, quarter orcs was was hopping on Tuesday because everyone was trying to get through that quest. And so it's neat how some things that aren't really related can still reliven some areas that maybe are getting a little bit neglected at times. Yeah. I'd love to see that design sensibility going forward. Like, imagine Prison of Elders being an area in a patrol area. Like, you go to a planet, (laughs) and then you go to this, you stop one of the areas you can travel to is an arena, and you can just kind of join in and get sucked into it. I think that'd be, I think that's, I think that's the way to go in the future, it'd be nice to get sucked into activities. But that's sort of the the original promise, right? Right. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's what, yeah. And in some ways it's kind of sad that the public events, you know, with, with all these great resources online, destinypublicevents.com, which I use frequently, but at the same time, it's also kind of sad because that removes a bit of that mystery. Uh, you know, things like the sleeper simulant quest, especially, um, I, I don't know how long it would have taken me to figure out that the knights that spawn in that room were the code that you needed to put in. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. Because, you know, as, before, as soon as I heard about the quest, I also heard, okay, on Reddit, here's the code. And Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, back up. <laughs> <laughs> that thing that I've been put, uh, pushing run, random squares or triangles in, it was because that lineup of hive guys, the transceiver, yeah, knights that showed up in the room. Yeah, I thought it was weird that they were spawning. Hive like knight is the one or zero in the binary. Ah, uh, yeah, right. 
See, this is, I don't have a smartphone and I don't read Reddit, so all these things stay a mystery. <laughs> I'm envious, though, that, you're, that you so speed. didn't know about that from Reddit before you even got home from work that day to go do it. Speed, this tells you how long it would take you if you didn't yeah. look it up online, because you still wouldn't have it. Well, I, I will say, though, um, while I agree that a lot of the stuff's fun to find out by yourself, I think it's obvious in The Taken King that they realize how quick the, I just want to call it a processor of the community is. That's ridiculous. Because they, they purposely made something like that, that most people, I mean, how many people even know, like would look at that and say, Oh, it's a binary code, you know? And so the fact that they put that in the game, expecting the community together to figure it out. I think that was all on purpose. I totally think it was on purpose. And uh, that's something that's fun about the Taken King is there's a lot of stuff that they obviously don't expect you to figure it out on your own. They want the community to figure it out together. Um, I just wish, you know, some, you know, it's it's like wishing for the impossible pretty much. I wish there was, was a way that I could figure out <laughs> a lot of this stuff on my own because that's always fun. And I think that's why we love the raids so much when we do them blind. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I, I had a similar, well, going back to, like, finding the dead ghosts and stuff, I, I don't know how you would find all those by yourself. Xenos um, almost did it. Really? <laughs> in, in, a, in Vanilla Destiny. Okay. Not, not since. Because I, uh, I purposely didn't look where any of them were, uh, I think up until, like, the month before the Taken King, and I think I only found about half of them. Um, yeah, it was well, similar. Three more were found this week by the community. Were does anyone know were those put in with the update or were they just they found, were but they've been they were, they were put in the update. Oh yeah. Uh, part of part of the one of the big problems though. I mean, it's not necessarily a problem because they they expect it. Is they add the blank spotting grimoire. So if yeah. people notice that, they go and they search again. Uh, I will say the one thing that helps is looking ha- having a habit of looking for Easter eggs in Bungie games really helps you find ghosts. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're like, oh, nobody would hide something on that beam except for Bungie. <laughs> yeah. Bungie would hide something on that beam. There's a skull up there. I know it. Yeah. See, I, I, always, I always seem to find these spots that would be perfect for a, a dead ghost, and then there's never anything there. <laughs> I, I know. I'm always disappointed. I've, yeah, I feel the exact same way. Like, there's times where I spend, you know, 20 minutes getting into this cramped little hole I'm like, oh, there's got to be something back there, <laughs> and then there's nothing there, and it's like wouldn't have been this hard to get there if there wasn't going to be something here. But, but I, think, I think I think my favorite one is there's this one in the moon, and I, it took me forever to find it. But I I kept not hitting an invisible ceiling, so I was like, they got to put something up there because this is way too tall of a room. This the one not to put on top of the ceiling. hive, the hive uh, cedar ship, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. And uh, and so I got up there eventually. I'm like, sweet. I was totally right. There's one there. And I go and look online after I'd found all but, I think, two of them. And Bjorn's heard this story because I was so frustrated because I couldn't find two of them. One of them I legitimately just didn't find. The second one was glitched, and it wasn't there. But while I'm looking through it, I see the one that I'm looking was, or had just found in the, or had found in the cedar ship, on, on the cedar ship. And they were like, this is impossible with a hunter. <laughs> oh, I, I did it in a hunter. I remember doing that. Yeah. I mean, 
Raga I'm, can attest to watching me fall like 800 oh, times. Yeah. And I actually replied, I said, it is not impossible with a hunter. It's just really, really hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's it the was one that weird. you could... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, I think I found about... I know I got the achievement... Uh, was the achievement forty in vanilla? It was fifty out of sixty-two. Okay, that maybe I got that, and then it was it was about then that I could not find anymore. And then I looked up one, and it was like in a tree, and all of a sudden there was just ghosts in every tree, like, <laughs> or at the base of one. It was weird. That one on Mars is that the. The yeah, there's one. there's uh, there's a, like a few on Mars, and there's a couple on Venus that are like in branches. Yep, and it was just weird. <laughs> so I I remember you posting that uh, on DBO to to look in the trees, and yeah, I had been looking in trees like ever <laughs> since then, and I would like sometimes I would like climb these trees all the way to the top, and I don't think I ever found a ghost in a tree. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. You had to find those twelve specific trees. Right. It was all the wrong trees that I was looking at. <laughs> they actually put easier ghosts in in Levi's game. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. For me, maybe they they got knocked out of the tree and had rolled behind something. So with uh, with the Sparrow Racing League and Festival of the Lost, um, these are sort of the first two. Uh, events, I guess, of year two. And they've said now that there's going to be another event in late winter, I guess, or, or early spring uh, for another like festival of the lost sized thing and then a larger event. Um, I'm curious what you guys' thoughts are about, about those. I'm, I'm excited. I, like I was saying earlier, the, my favorite thing about Taking King in year two of Destiny. <clears throat> is I don't feel pressured to log in every day and keep running the same things every day. And I, I like the fact that I can go play Fallout for a few days and then Sparrow Racing pops up and, okay, I'll come back for a couple weeks. Um, I'll pop into Destiny at least once or twice a week. Just I'll play when I'm in the mood, and I'll play what I'm in the mood for. And I think that this is is going to allow us to do that. And with, with Sparrow Racing League, I think it kind of also answers the concerns that a lot of people had in the community about they didn't like these daily events that would randomly pop up. And we'll see if Sparrow Racing League turns out to have more than we've seen so far in this first week. But to me, it seems like the reason it's a three-week event, when it probably has more like a week's worth of content, is so that people that couldn't log in this week will still have two more weeks that hopefully they can log in for a few days. Yeah, and I think that's a great move because I was one of those people who was just livid about the fact that I could, I just got the, uh, Slim- the laser simulant. Yeah, sleeper simulant in December, as predicted, because I just literally could not get it until now because it only comes up on the seventh, and I happen to be traveling for work on the seventh for the last couple months. So this seems to me to be a good balance between those competing. You know, concerns of they they want to keep things kind of as a surprise for us and something for us to figure out, and uh, you know, we it kind of the grassroots, like you said, the processor of the Destiny community. Um, by noon on any given day, if anything like that's happening, most of the hardcore players are going to know about it. Not everyone can log in on that day, so th- this is a good balance, I think, of Bungie still being able to put in these surprise events for us at times but still giving people long enough to do it. Well, and I, I'm just excited because 
just just these two events show the variety because Festival of the Lost was a very casual event. There was no there was nothing competitive about it. It was just you know, just a reason to log in and play Destiny and have fun. Yep. And uh I liked that a lot. And then they came out with this and it's completely different. It I mean, you can still call it casual if you'd like, but there's competitive to itness to it. I'm playing with friends a lot more and it's a brand new activity. It's not a rehash. And I think there's such a good place for both of those things in this game. Um, just bringing me an excuse to log in, especially like this time of, of the year with so many games coming out. I played Tomb Raider and beat it and didn't turn on Destiny the whole time I was playing Tomb Raider. But then they had, you know, Sparrow Racing League, and I've been logging in every single day to play Sparrow yeah. Racing League. So. Well, sorry to keep hogging microphone time, but I don't know if any of you saw the Streamer Racing League yesterday. No. Uh, I, I watch a fair amount of Twitch, kind of while I'm at work, I'll have it on as background noise. And uh, so I'm pretty familiar with Cathalion and some of them, and some of them I like, some of them kind of get on my nerves. But I noticed yesterday afternoon that they were putting on an event. Basically, Cathalion and Broman were hosting it as the commentators and play-by-play guys. And they had signed up 24 streamers in four groups of six to compete in a bracket-style tournament. And so Group A had six people. The top three advanced to the next round of Group A, B, C, and D. And then they had those semifinals and the finals. And it took just a couple hours. And I know Deej and Derek Carroll and Irk were watching it and tweeting about it the whole time. But that was just like, that was just an amazing kind of community led thing that Bungie had nothing to do with. And it just kind of shows, you know, we, we, we talk about it all the time, but the private matches, this, this was kind of a way to do private matches that Bungie's given us for these three weeks. And so these streamers took advantage of that and made the streamer racing league. And I think they're going to do it all three weeks of the, the event. That's pretty cool. I actually had the thought because they did let you bring in six friends with this. I wonder if this is partially them testing a way to give us a quick way to give give us somewhat private matches. Uh-huh. And, Except uh, it doesn't function any differently than just hopping into like um Well and that's why a I say crucible match, right? That's why yeah, exactly. But that's why I say a quick way, like a quick and dirty way where cuz I think a lot of people, especially like on DPO, it's not that we want to play uh, like custom matches as much as we just want to play against each other. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Like we just want to have matches against each other just more than anything six. else. Yeah. What was that? We just want to play six on six. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and, you know, if they, if they look at SRL, and I mean, this is totally a theory. If they look at SRL and see, there's not a lot of boosting and a lot of like, you know, sketchy behavior. Maybe that's them considering doing it for, even if it's just one or two playlists in Destiny. Right. The thought occurred to me the other day, especially because with this update, they changed how Rumble works, and you can no longer go into Rumble with anybody. Yep. It used to be you could go in with three. And yeah. now Classic Rumble, you can still go in with three. But we've talked a lot about custom matches, and and you know that's the one thing I always bring up, so I hate to keep bringing it up. But just this week, I was thinking, you know, they don't even really have to do much for custom matches necessarily. They just have to turn on 
the capability to bring in more than X number of people to any particular matchmaking activity. Yep. Yeah, I want to be able to walk around a map alone. That is my number one want. (laughs) (laughs) Just for screenshots and also just to like, I whenever uh, new maps came out in Halo, I would just play them alone and walk around and then... Like that's just how my brain works because they throw you in and I have no idea what's happening, you know, in Destiny for like a week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, back in like Halo 3 days, I would, my sister and I would play and I would go in for the first couple of days and a new like map pack would come out and I'd run around and figure out the maps. And then after that, um, I'd bring like my sister and some of our other friends in and we'd do like a tour of the maps. We'd say like, okay, here's where the heavy, like here's where the rocket launcher spawns in. Here's where the sniper is. Like this is a good sight line here. And we'd like run around the map for like an hour, just like learning it. <laughs> and we your friends were like, Bjorn, can we play, please? No, no, they were totally into this. He's <laughs> like, no, no, listen, listen. The warthog up here, it's yellow. You pay attention. <laughs> I would say the other side of that is that I don't think we've seen as much map manipulation as we did in Halo because people aren't able to run around and uh, and figure out how to get out of bounds or, or break the map. That is true. But but I yeah at this point I, I don't think it's I'm not I don't think it's worth the trade off. Although I am always, that sort of brings up, I'm amazed when people do find weird glitches in Crucible <laughs> games because, like you said, you know, they don't have time to go do that, you know, privately. Yeah, though they did manage to figure it out on, uh, I forget what the, there's, well, the, I forget what map it is. It's a, one of the new Mercury maps. You're able to uh, break out of bounds and run around on top, and they had to remove it from Crucible for a while, actually. Um, I had someone do that to me, and that was pretty frustrating. Yeah. Well, I know, uh, like, uh, PlayStation people have figured out if you... I don't don't remember how you do it. Like, you set your time wrong or something, then you cannot get matched with people. I don't know if it works with Crucible or if it'll just time out and not let you join. Yeah, that that was a trick they were using back when they were doing a lot of that Zer data mining um, and other stuff. People would set their PlayStation clock to be before Destiny launched. And because of that, it wasn't matchmaking with anybody else because the game, you know, was... I don't know exactly how it worked. I I think Bungie patched that pretty quick. Yeah, I'm not sure. I just remember people were doing it to do strikes by themselves. So, Squid, looking forward for the rest of the year, too. What what, what are your thoughts? Hopes? Well, I'm, I'm pretty excited about, you know, the general i i really enjoyed you know festival lost and it was a lot of uh i I like the uh sort of just carefree part of it and and i I also like the sort of lore aspect of it that it wasn't a specific current day holiday it was like some sort of futuristic holiday um and then sparrow racing has been a lot of fun as well and i think if they continue with events like this i'll be pretty happy um although for for me uh since i'm kind of a more crucible oriented player. Um I'm a little more concerned about their their weapon or um philosophy with with weapon changes and balancing going forward. Um I'm I guess ambivalent about their the sort of p- 
posts they've made regarding their philosophies around the different weapons and, and whether or not it's actually going to work the way they intend it to. <laughs> Speed um, Racer, what's your favorite number? Point <laughs> zero four. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. We should have a quick fire trivia round. <laughs> squid, what is your favorite squid-like character in Destiny? <laughs> uh, I, I think I'm going to have to go with Zur. Correct. Uh, Bjorn, who is the best Deep Space Nine character? Dax. Jesse, no, incorrect. Yeah. It's Garrick. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> Garrick's so good. Xenos. Uh, um, ah, crap. I ran out of steam. <laughs> that, was so quick. that was it. That was my energy for the day. Who's, who's your favorite Destiny character that starts with an X? Ooh. Hmm. I'll have to think about that one. I'll get back to you. <laughs> Wait, who's that too? Well, it was to Xenos. Oh, oh, right. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh! I'm sitting there thinking, like, is there anybody other than named other than Zur? <laughs> Zavala. Zavala. I think that's an actual Z. Yeah. So, Levi, for you, you're two. What are you wanting to see more of? What have you thought of um, those events? I thought I really like the tower uh, changing. I'd like that. more. Like I was really impressed with how there was like actual sparrows being worked on, um, stuff like that. Um, and I'd love to see like more of the tower. Maybe get a little more pockets, you know, here and there. Because um, after so long you know running around the tower i need like a i want like a little park to like chill out in and like yeah, the, like yeah. the like the top of the tower they should just it's, open that up yeah i mean when you fly in there's like a whole little you can see there's a garden thing there um that's and, the speaker uh, it's <laughs> him alone um and uh yeah i uh, really impressed with spare racing um it was, I actually thought it was going to be fun, and then it turned out to be like good too. Like I didn't. I, <laughs> it's like it's it was, a racing game. I thought, yeah, I thought it was going to be kind of fun and gimmicky, and then it turned out to just be like, oh, this is like solid. I love that <laughs> you 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 start it, and it's just the, your very first game. It's like, oh, hey, by the way, here's some new controls. Uh, start. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I so many people, I think, were expecting, and when they were asking for it, was expecting, like, Halo retracing, where it was like, we just kind of put some checkpoints around, just go go through the checkpoints, have fun. Yeah. And but, this uh, was... Yeah, yeah it's wow. I actually find that it's a really good warm-up and cool-down. Like, I'll, I'll start with racing, and then I head to the tower and pick up bounties, and then I go shoot people and then when i'm done i do some more racing and it's it's like a nice relaxing cool down way to end the night of destiny <laughs> yeah i absolutely hope that it comes back as a regular thing like if we have an iron banner you know once a month and then on the, you know two weeks after iron banner then we get sparrow racing for a week yeah yeah, yeah. And, and space combat the next week <laughs> right exactly there are <laughs> options here but I would absolutely love to get Sparrow Racing back because I'm just having such a blast in it. Even if it's just two maps right now, like going through those uh, those tracks and finding the perfect lines and executing on it, it feels so good. Yep. 
Would anybody else be surprised if they drop another map in these next two weeks? No. I don't, I don't I was, think I'd be surprised. I, went, I, I, I don't expect it. I don't expect it, but I went back and read one of the... Was it this week's update or one of the posts when it went live? There was something that Deej or Irk had said that kind of, to me at least, hinted that during this three weeks, something... We're not getting everything on, you know, this past Tuesday. Not everything about Sparrow Racing League was revealed to us on Tuesday. But it was just kind of a hint, you know, how Bungie likes to... You know, if you go back and look at their weekly updates, you'll always find something in a weekly update ahead of an announcement that if you, you know, in hindsight, oh, it's obvious, but there's no way you would have known that before. Well, like the beta opened up the moon in the last day or whatever. I don't know. I'm not expecting another track, but it also, you know, if it did happen, it wouldn't be. A complete spread, right? And maybe, maybe they're just adding a uh, maybe. There's like a competitive bracket somehow that they're planning to implement in some way. I, I think that's probably probably more unlikely, but now could be, could be anything. One thing I was thinking, uh, and this is kind of changing directions, but racing, you know, those those they they reuse skyboxes from the vanilla game, right? Um, like you can see the that big volcano from Ishtar or whatever. Um, but the the track itself is completely new uh, landscape, you know, environment. And I, it just makes me, it makes me want them to, if they can do that for racing, I'd love to have just a, a few pockets or, or new, you know, uh, don't you don't need to make new necessarily whole new resources just use the resources you have to make maybe make some new patrol spaces or or something um i'd love to see that in year two maybe i think i feel like that's feasible it's just if if they want to do that or if anybody wants it yeah that was kind of their i mean in some of those early destiny hype i don't know what to call it hype videos or vidox uh they, they, I mean, they talked a lot about that that Grognock uh, developer yeah. tool, um, and you know, the, I guess the rumors since then have been maybe it didn't work out quite as well as they had been hoping. But I guess maybe now it, uh, now they have the resources to sort of go back and, or the resources and the time uh, to uh, to go back and revisit it, and maybe make it a more viable tool for developing geometry, and, and maybe SRL is. Uh, Having the two tracks is is showing that maybe it's it's uh, working better <laughs> than it's yeah. rumored to have been working. I actually watched uh, them at some developers conference talk about that, and uh, the thing they, like they had a bunch of goals with what they wanted for the Destiny engine, and they Grognock apparently works fine, and they can get a geometry out fine. It's the fact it's them putting the code in the game that takes forever. <laughs> yeah, it's the compiling that, it all together. For uh, that, that, that was their failure, because they were hoping like, to make it fast to compile code, and then it turns out it takes, like, over 24 hours <laughs> to compile a new build. So, I'm guessing that's probably where the where the, hiccup. Uh, the hiccup is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, for one, would like to talk about the new trials. I know that's, you know, well, actually, with this group, this is pretty good. Sometimes, sometimes trials isn't uh, everybody's favorite topic. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty trials oriented. So I'm just gonna <laughs> still my favorite thing in the game, probably. Gonna zone out over in this direction. So well, Levi, what's your thoughts on? Yeah, this? I want to hear Levi's thoughts on <laughs> your two trials. Well, first off, uh, not guilty. Uh, <laughs> whatever she said is not true. Um, no, but it might be interesting to hear why you don't touch it at all. Well, I tend to play alone because I play at random times and not usually planned ahead of time. Like, it's just like, oh, I'm playing Destiny now for, you know, maybe an hour. And so, uh, you know, I never have a team basically to play with. If I had a team and more uh, scripted time schedule for myself, um, uh, I'd, I'd probably totally uh, do it because I enjoy Crucible. I think I enjoy Crucible more than most of of Halo's multiplayer, other than the lack of vehicles. That was my big draw to uh, Halo's multiplayer was I was the Warthog driver, and that's all I did. Um, but <laughs> just in terms of gunplay, I think Crucible is funner. Um, but yeah, I just uh, it seems like it's intimidating, and I need a team. Uh, and that's why I don't raid probably as much as other people is because it's yeah. just it's just definitely rain. a barrier to entry. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and also, I'd love to play like the higher level Prison of Elders, but I can't because I have to like go get somebody, and I feel like uh, I don't want to hassle them. <laughs> <laughs> have yeah. you tried the elimination the elimination playlist when the trials is not on? No, because I'm scared. Um, also it's rumble the same I, thing but has matchmaking yeah i need to try it i haven't played that much uh crucible or destiny for like a month so um i'm gonna get back into crucible it's like i get into phases with destiny it's like i do nothing but pvp and then i do nothing but pve and it's very rare that i like uh switch between the two which i know what you mean i i I'm on a similar cycle. Iron Banner week, it's all PvP. But then even on a week-to-week basis, like the weekend, I hardly play anything but Trials on the weekend. But other than Friday to Sunday, if I'm playing Destiny, it's it's all Strikes or Raids. Also, another good reason I don't play Trials is because I am afraid that when I play with like one of you guys or two of you guys, that you will hate me afterwards. <laughs> um, uh, Bjorn's played a lot with me, and he hasn't learned to hate me yet. So that's because you hate think, me. Instead. I think you're saying, yeah. <laughs> At the very least, we do need to race. I'd like to race some people I know. Absolutely. I want to see if I'm any good. <laughs> we we were planning to. I, I know Bjorn set up an event. I've got yeah. Right after this, exactly. I got a half hour before. I'm just dropping the mic. <laughs> now, if I make an event for like 3 a.m., is anybody going to join me on those? <laughs> 3 a.m. Uh, Eastern try. time? 3 a.m. Uh, Central, so that would be what? I have been known to stay up that late, not as often as I used to, but I was playing with my, my friend last night. I was mentioning he's a Bungie employee now. He's on the West Coast, and I heard his wife in the background ask who he was playing with, and she said, it's 2 a.m. in Dallas. What is he, what's his problem? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, I'll get art done real late and just be so wired from doing it that that's when I start playing sometimes. So, yeah. yeah. So, Squid, 
your read on year two trials? Because I know you're you're probably our hard, most hardcore trials guy here. Uh, I I think the change that they made matching uh, by wins is actually really cool, and it, it does it has certainly increase the difficulty by by a lot, um, and the rage. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I, I've, I have gone. I've only gone flawless once the second weekend, uh, and I, um, I think the third weekend I got to eight and zero twice, and then lost two in a row twice on like five four games oh, that wow, came nice. down to the came down to the control point uh, <laughs> oh, twice in a row. So there, there's been some some frustration, but I, I think it's it's better. It's the, I guess the you know that you didn't just get there by total luck of yeah. opponent matching anymore. Absolutely, uh, I think last time I was on the podcast, we and we were talking about trials. One of the things I was mentioning was that you know you can't get to the lighthouse with with some luck, um, and I don't know that that's as true anymore. I feel like when I get there, we earned it pretty much the whole way. Uh, last night we had a very almost lighthouse run. Went up against three Sun Singers that was just annoying as hell. Um, That's brutal. I've been I've been probably two or three times in year two, um, all on PlayStation, and usually I'm being carried by Outer Mac and the Chaos or Corny or someone like that. But it's you you definitely notice that the first few matches you are allowed to kind of get into your groove because the it's not as tough necessarily. But as soon as you're up six, seven, eight wins, it's it's brutal. There's such nail-biting matches almost every time. Six wins for me is like where the brick wall hits. Sometimes I we, we like cruise up into up until six, and then they become very difficult matches. Yeah, yeah. I think the the only thing that I don't like is that if you do lose an early match, like at you know, say you're at four wins and you lose that match. You basically know that you're you're screwed. Um, get it to try to get to the lighthouse, and before you could, you know, even losing the second match, I uh, there was a bunch of times where we made it to the lighthouse. Um, right, by any winning. any given match was equal to any other because of the the luck element. Yeah, and that's not the case anymore. Yeah, which is good. I'm, I I think it's a good change overall. But yeah, I, I, I agree. I know, see what you mean. And I've def- I think I've played the least of anyone here aside from Levi. And uh, for year two. And the little bit I played, though, despite the fact that it's so much harder, they did a really good thing of making sure you felt rewarded for how far you got. Um, I feel like a lot of times in year one, you would get those, you know, you'd get like seven wins and you didn't feel like you really got much out of it. Even though those seven wins might have been really hard. And now it feels like they give you decent rewards for making it. I'm I might have to disagree a little bit. Yeah, just because even in year one, at five wins you got the armor piece, at seven wins you got the gun. Um, and one of the things I do like about trials is that you can actually go in and lose ten matches in a row and still complete all ten of the all six of the bounties. So people are encouraged to to play it even if they're not top tier. But the lighthouse rewards are they're good, but they're not as great as they were in year one. So when I play, I'm going I'm going to the lighthouse because I feel badass when I get to the lighthouse and not so much because of the lighthouse rewards. I'm getting the armor at five and the gun at seven, um, and still a chance at 
some good stuff from the silver and gold packages. But all of that was true in year one. The only thing that's really changed in year two, as far as rewards, I feel like, is that the lighthouse rewards aren't the main reason to do it. You go to the lighthouse to get there. But that's really what my point is, is in year one, if you couldn't make it far, there was really no point in playing. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. And in year two, they made it a lot harder to get to the lighthouse. And I I thought, I'm not going to play anymore because it was hard enough in year one. And it was super stressful and I didn't win. But now the fact that, I mean, I I think when me and Bjorn played, we played two tickets and the most wins we got was six, maybe? Maybe? Yeah, probably. And, but I got fantastic rewards because of the packages. And that's something that did not happen. Yeah, because you can can get that gold tier now. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. And and that makes it so that you are going to have... Because one thing I was worried about when they talked about making it harder in year two, I was worried that Trials was going to be all really good people and nobody else. And so them putting in those bounties made it so the people that aren't top-tier Crucible players are still playing Trials, which Mm -hmm. was a really good move. The other really interesting about the change is, of course, you can keep playing on a ticket now at nine wins and keep going. From all of the research and and whisperings that we've... Basically, there are a couple extra Trials emblems and shaders. Uh, the one that sticks out really is that black and blue scarab emblem. It seems to me that I haven't had this confirmed, but it's, it has not been debunked yet as far as I know. The only way to get that emblem is to win matches on a nine-win ticket. So mm-hmm. you are encouraged, to, if you get to nine wins, to keep playing on that nine-win ticket, both because that's going to put you up against other eight-win teams, but also because there are certain rewards that you it seems you can only get if you were on a nine-win ticket. And so with that bounty, you need to get ten games, whether they win or lose. Some people, they if they go 9-0, they go to the Lighthouse, they cash in their stuff, they'll go get a new ticket and and uh, run some easy matches on that new ticket. But the right way, I think, to do it is to stay with the ticket you got to the Lighthouse on as far as you can because there's some rewards you might get that way, and also you're actually going to face much stiffer competition. So that's another welcome change, in my opinion, with year two. Yeah, yeah. I, hadn't, I hadn't heard that, but that's that's a interesting thought. As far yeah. as I know, everyone that has that black and blue emblem got it on a ticket in which they already had nine wins. It's, has it been confirmed whether it's you have to go flawless and then continue to play, or I don't just think nine so. wins? Again, I don't. I don't know if it's been officially confirmed one way or the other ever. Um, but every time I see that emblem, I ask, and everyone has said, "Yeah, they got it on a nine-win ticket." But but not that they're still flawless. Um, and that's the uh-huh. thing. You can, if you get flawless, you don't have to go to lighthouse right away. Even if you lose, you're still going to get there. You know, you can still load into there um, as long as you get to that nine and zero stage on your ticket. You could lose the next three matches and then still go to the lighthouse. But yeah, so well, that's what we do now is we <laughs> play through our ticket for that purpose. That's cool. Yeah, well, I don't think that I was playing with uh, with Corny on Friday. We were quitting when we when we got that first loss. But uh, that, yeah, that was an interesting experience. I, I played with Corny and then a random LFG guy well. for a little while. And I think we got to seven twice, maybe. It's difficult. Uh, it's really difficult. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. And the it's 
it plays differently, I, or I feel it plays differently than in year two than than in year one with a lot of the weapon chain. I mean, it definitely plays differently um, because but obviously there, there's no thorn does remain anymore. True. One thing that remains true from the last time we talked about this uh, is that the chemistry of your team still matters a lot. Um, and I'm sure I talked about Corny before. Corny's a great player, but me personally, I love playing with him, but I hardly ever get to the lighthouse with him because our styles don't quite fit together. Um, so there are other people that I get to the lighthouse more regularly with, um, and then there's some other players that I, I enjoy playing with them, and they're they're great players still, but I haven't got there as often just because I'm my conservative style and and their aggressive styles mean we get separated and and uh, divide and conquered. Yeah, me me and Corny are definitely aggressive players. I think he's actually the only player that's more aggressive than me. I, I could well, not, yeah. The first time I, I ever played with him, I could not believe how aggressive oh. he was. I think and, when I have gotten the lighthouse with him and you, it's been because I. You, you guys rush in and I go around the other side and kind of just to trick clean up them. the mess. I get zero kills when I play with Corny and Squid, but I effectively am able to play the decoy. <laughs> Come and catch me. <laughs> funny, it's but, funny. It's really funny because there's something about trials, especially with me, that when I'm playing trials, I don't play anything like I do in regular Crucible. And I sometimes do way better in regular crucible because of that because i'll i i'm a i'm a very aggressive player in regular crucible i will charge in there you know and kill three people and i and i sometimes realize when i do that i'm like i would have just won the match in trials but i don't play like that in trials. Yeah. <laughs> well it's much more scary right because yeah. a, a death is much more meaningful in trials yeah exactly Zenos, was was I playing trials with you last week when I had that triple snipe? No. Oh, I can't remember who that was. But we were playing and we were just we were kind of having a rough time of it. And I was just getting pissed, and I said, "Screw it!" And I charged in. It was on Widow's Court. I like ran forward. We spawned low. I slid over to the right hand side, and they were sniping down the stairs. I just went. I just picked one, two, three. The the round was over in I don't know, six seconds. Like it was just over. <laughs> <laughs> and weren't, weren't no, both, was like, both, wow, weren't both that, your teammates down too? No, no, no. Nobody even had time to. No one oh, even had time to beginning. drop. Okay. It, it was right at the beginning. We just, I was, but I was just so frustrated. I said, "Screw it! I'm just going to go in like I normally do in Crucible, like kind of like you were saying." And I just cut the other team down so fast, and then for the entire rest of the match, they never went up to that platform. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome, but. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like, I play completely differently in Trials. Bjorn, it was also you that... Didn't you shoot the uh, the hammer out of the air? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I think it was the, that same... The same hammer day. of Sad? Yeah, I didn't actually shoot the hammer out of the air because I got it on the uh, the replay. He threw it and it hit the, uh, the arch up above me. Ah. And somehow, magically, I didn't get splash damage off of it. And then I headshotted him in the middle of the air and then he exploded. So that's why I thought he why I got the hammer, but it was because I had uh, Firefly on my sniper. Which, I'm just going to point out real quick, the new weapon balancing that just came out is a beautiful thing. <laughs> Bringing down the Solar Titan armor is amazing. Because yep. I just, there was one, he was charging at me yesterday, and I just sniped him right through the faceplate, and it was a beautiful thing, because he just fell down. I was like, yeah, 
No more of that crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they, they die from a golden gun too, which I can't believe it even launched not I, yeah. dying to a golden gun. <laughs> Sage said, you know, in that interview post thing, he's like, yeah, we didn't intentionally ship them hot, but I don't see how any other reading on it could be. Well, no, yeah. when we when we were at that bungee party at PAX, there were at least two or three people, including Luke Smith and Lars, that both, when I mentioned the Sunbreaker and I was a little worried about it, they did not deny, you know, Luke Smith, is, I think if I remember his specific words, just, yeah, they're a little strong right now, but that's all he said about it. Right. <laughs> well, I, I, I couldn't believe they, they nerfed the symbiote uh, in year yeah. two. I was really surprised by that. It didn't seem like what did they do? What's the change? So you normally time. you normally get eleven seconds to shoot three shots, right? If you're wearing symbiote, you have seven seconds to shoot four oh, geez, shots. It's, it's that much reduction. Yes. Wait, wait. So they give you the extra shot, but they also reduce the timer. Yes. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense at all because even with the nerf, sun the 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 sunbreaker gets like twenty eight seconds. And it doesn't matter how many hammers he throws, right? Yeah. Uh, no, it, it runs it's, out after a certain number of hammers. Okay. Seven, uh, yeah, seven or eight. Is. But it's like, yeah, but it's like seven. It's like we get one shot and you lower the amount of time, really? That's crazy. It, it's interesting that's not on the, the armor description. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that has to be a bug. Like, that just no, that they, makes they no sense. No, they specifically said in the patch notes that that was one of the changes they made was reduce the... It's not, time just the year two, it's not just the year two version, it's all versions of the symbiote. So. Oh, so weird. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, definitely some strange balancing choices. Uh, I'm still, you know, maybe, I mean, obviously they know the inner mechanics of the game better than anybody. But sometimes being on just on the uh, client-only side, it's kind of weird Yeah, seeing the end result. But honestly, uh, I never used Symbiote in PvP because I think they're like having, uh, getting knives back, having an extra knife, having an extra uh, trip mine. Getting so radar. many other, so many other things are are so much better than having that fourth shot. Which any gunslinger will tell you, half the time you don't even use your third shot. Mm-hmm. So I, I like I was shocked when they reduced that time because I'm like, how many times do do you actually get all four? I mean, obviously there's going to be times when there's four people on a control point and you pop it specifically for that, but it's such a situational thing that a lot of people don't realize how situational it is because 11 seconds is still not even that long. So yeah, no, yeah, that goes by pretty quickly. So we're uh, getting toward the end of the amount of time that we said we'd run for. Um, but before we do cut out, I would like to ask Squid the question that I am trying to now ask all our guests, and that is, what is your favorite weapon type, and and sort of what do you like about it? Well, my favorite weapon type was hand cannons um, before the year two patch. Uh, I really my play style is definitely more you know few shots poking out and and taking. One shot at a time. Actually, if I try to use auto rifles, I have a very difficult time aiming and hitting targets because you have to hold your reticle on a player rather than only hit them as you're strafing it across. Um, but since then, I guess since they destroyed hand cannons in the uh, 
the patch or nerf with the, the Taken King. Uh, I've been sticking mostly with, with pulse rifles. But the hand cannons I actually uh, I used throughout the beta, and then um, I got like the the best drop ever, or my second legendary ever, I think, was the Red Hand 9 from, from New Monarchy, with uh, what I found out later was were incredible perks. <laughs> uh, so I used that pretty much throughout all of year one. But yeah, it, it just fits my playstyle the best. Uh, pulse rifles are, are pretty good too, but I would love to be able to go back to hand cannons. I'm curious, have you tried hand cannons since the, the patch this week? Uh, no, I've not. I did not have a chance to. The only crucible I've really played was trials, and I didn't feel like that was a good time to uh, experiment. Yeah. So, funny enough, I actually did experiment. We I had a trials yesterday uh, with the chaos on PlayStation, and um, I I was using the Fanala's Peril, the one from Iron Banner, and I think mine has small bore on it, which gives uh, better range and better stability, which is. For mm-hmm. you know, in exchange for I think like for much lower reload, but if everything's dead, it doesn't matter. And I can two body shot, one headshot from it. it the hand cannons feel a lot better. I they, I noticed a huge difference with they're them. They're def- they're definitely not year one power, but they're no. But they're, 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 everything I'm hearing is that the shots are actually hitting where you expect them yes, to now, yeah. like unlike they were before. Exactly. When they they feel like they have a role now, like year one. Uh, hand cannons i i agree with bungie even though i loved them they were the they were good in almost any situation long range short range anything and now it feels like okay these are good in this kind of short mid-range area that makes sense for a hand uh, a handgun and that's i think it's the first time it's felt like that since <laughs> since the game launched yeah so it's almost as if Bungie has a tendency to start off with a really powerful pistol. Nah, you're crazy. <laughs> that that was that was just a glitch. <laughs> it always uh, is. Yeah, I, I guess I I do have a little bit of a. I mean, so I, I I'm excited to to retry the hand cannons, um, especially since the way you're describing them is, is definitely an improvement on what exactly. I mean, exactly the problem I was having with them. I tried them pre-patch. Um, there, I guess the and I alluded to this earlier. The the philosophy that they seem to be taking is is having each weapon type with a defined range, and, and they've moved hand cannons sort of into a closer range uh, niche than they were before. But I almost feel like it would be better if all of the weapons worked at a mid-range. And you could sort of choose which one you wanted to use, because because really, you know, all the maps in Destiny are mostly all about mid-range encounters, with right. the exception of the the giant maps, which which they've abolished from the game. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. That, that's how I, th- I liked. I guess I almost feel like the the balance with how the game launched was was more preferable at least to me um for the uh the weapon types but you know thing since then they've they've made a lot of changes that necessitated like the, releasing the the rerollable weapons and, and stuff so it, you know it's a it's a living living thing as they move forward and uh, hopefully with the change in hand cannons it'll it'll be more back to to what I was enjoying more yeah. If you join Destiny now, like first light would be a 
like a rumor, like a legend. That's right. He's so old, he played on first light. Right, because because nobody really, I mean, scout rifles, except for like Mida and and a couple others, don't really get much use. Uh, But I remember playing the, you know, the the Dark Below, or maybe it might have been, I I forget which one, uh, which map the expansion was in, uh, Skyshock. Uh, using like dark below. yeah, using Galleon's demise in in mm-hmm. there, or demise, depending on your preferred pronunciation. Um, uh, in that map, it's like it's crazy good, uh, but mm-hmm. in other maps, it's just it just doesn't work because there's was not the only frame. map I ever pulled that gun out on. Yeah, it's amazing in that map, but like it, you never get to use it in any of the other maps, and, and really, yeah, you never get to use it at all because those bigger maps don't ever come up. I really yeah. hope that I was just uh, you go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that uh, in PVE, I'm definitely a scout rifle person, but in PvP, more and more, I've, I've just moved my way into hand cannons because of, because it's always close range, mm-hmm. and I'm always uh, if I if I do try to equip a scout rifle in PvP. I'm constantly dealing with people up in my face, and I just have no way to handle them unless I happen to, you know... Because I do like having a sniper rifle, and so I'm just sort of always stuck to playing the long-range game. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, sorry. That, that's just... The other thing with the the range and niches for the different weapon types is that shotguns are, are you know... Everyone can have a shotgun, and nothing can beat a shotgun at close range. You know, even with this nerf, shotguns really, you, you know, they said they were nerfing a whole whole bunch of stuff. Um, using my invective and trials, it, it didn't really seem much different. Yeah, still. it didn't, did it? Well, this is a close range, uh, especially close range map this week, though. And the one thing I've been hearing from the streamers and other people is that shotguns, you now actually have to be close to hurt them. But, uh, I don't know, maybe that, well, we'll see if that's the case. I will say this, uh... The thing I noticed from the shotgun nerf, and I've started realizing it's more the shotgun nerf than the changes to fusion rifles, is I can actually kill shotgunners with a fusion rifle a lot easier. And that's that's something before the patch, it was like fusion rifles were either they don't see you or you die before they can kill you. So. I think you were telling me the other day that now you're noticing that the shotgunners will kind of panic shoot when they see you charging your fusion rifle. And, and whereas they were used to be yeah. in range before, they're not quite in range anymore. Exactly. Was Plan C one of the ones they brought back? It is. Yeah. Yes. We, we in a trials match, we got destroyed by somebody using Plan C. Plan Plan C is unbelievable. Like I still can't believe that's not a more used <laughs> exotic. Should check it out now that it's uh, your. Yeah, team. I may pull. I may pull one out of the vault, uh, out of the collection tonight. Actually. Yeah, I I, I definitely recommend it because the guy who was using he was just. He would flip right to it, and then we'd be dead. <laughs> Speed, but, uh, you used the term panic shooting. Yeah. I think that would be a really good description of my play style. <laughs> <laughs> you, you should learn to use silence. Are you, are you a striker as well? Do you, do you love the Fist of Panic? Me? No, I'm uh, a, a hunter. hunter, tend to be golden gun, and I just never use it because I'm so scared Wait. of wasting it that Wait I never use it. <laughs> You'll have what to you get need a is to lock for a hunter. 
I really need someone to just like sit next to me and say, "Hey, use your super," because I just truly, <laughs> I just don't look at that bar, and I just never use it. And then I'll use it right at the end of a match, and do nothing with it. I'm the guy that like uh, you see in an empty large room uh, do the super with uh, um, blade dancer, and just then look around and go, "Oh." Rap. There's no one in here. Like, <laughs> we could be like that guy that uh, Mac Addict and I went up against uh, the other week, where he <laughs> that was just amazing. He popped his, his golden gun. It was a trials match, and he fired all three shots at Mac Addict and didn't hit him. He, oh yeah, it was it was like 15 I, I, feet away. I think I've, every golden I've gun has had that happen at least once. Uh, oh, yeah. It was just and, and Mac Addict like he was like, oh, I'm dead, and then he's he's still standing there, and he's like, wait. I, I can I can still fight. <laughs> it's like, yeah, just it was, finish him off, man. It, it was sort of like in a a road, you know, Wiley Coyote Roadrunner cartoon, yeah. where like the whole wall behind him is just disintegrated, and then he walks away, <laughs> and it's just the shape of his body. Yeah, exactly. I I learned a lesson in year one, which was if if you hear that golden gun sound, just wait around a corner with a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crouching, it works. Yep. All right, guys. Well, I think uh, that probably calls it to a close. Crouching, it works. Um, did you want? <laughs> it's a legitimate strategy. <laughs> um, did you want to give away that sketchbook this time, or wait till another time, or? Oh, did we not give that away already? No, we gave away the poster collection. <gasps> I still have the sketchbook, right. and I think Red Robber got the poster book. How should I'll take we? The sketchbook. <laughs> That's not how it works. Tell you what, Levi, I'll finally get around to sending you that shirt I've been meaning to send you for eight months. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, how do you want to do the giveaway? Well, what I thought, I mean, we usually, I mean, unless you have some type of mathematical uh, puzzle you want to throw at them or something, uh, no, um, no. <laughs> we usually just have you post or whatever have the reader post in the uh, thread that when you post the episode, we could, what I was thinking is if you want the sketchbook, like want to be in the pool to get this sketchbook, post a link to your guardian. Um, and if you do that, that means, Hey, I want the sketchbook. And then I, like I will pick whichever one I want to draw and draw it in the first page of the sketchbook. Oh, that's awesome. And then send it to them. Is that a good idea? Sounds great. Yeah. So it would be you You would pick based on whose guardian looks coolest? I would just be like, oh, that's too complicated. I'm not drawing that. <laughs> Racing gear only, people. Racing gear only. So my warlock's mohawk wouldn't be a, a good idea. Uh, mohawks are, it's the, like, uh, Bretson made me draw his, like, warlock that's, like, his. Uh, Last year. Cloak is like got you know four hundred different stripes on it. That was annoying. <laughs> um, I gotta say, drawing a uh, that that would actually be one of the easier hairstyle styles. Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, like Levi said, if you would like to win the Destiny sketchbook with a custom image of your guardian in the front, um, then post a link to your guardian. Uh, in the reply to our forum thread where we actually post the episode and 
uh, Levi will pick someone. I think I'll have this uh, Saturday right now. I'll have the episode posted probably Monday morning. Um, and how long do you think we should let it run for till th- Thursday? Now, the only difficulty is if you change your Guardian's gear. Why don't you... How post about a screenshot. we make them post a screenshot? Yeah, everybody can do that, right? Yeah, That's not- oh, yeah. able to. If you need to host an image, put it on Imager. Um, yeah, do, do that way. Yeah, so that you way... You can also, if, on either system, you can just take an in-game screenshot if you want. Yeah. Yeah, but yep. try if you take a screenshot, try to take it so that I can see what's going on, you know... Don't be in a dark room with no lights on. On your sparrow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, um, my guardian is the darkness. My guardian's the blurry guy in the background. Um, but uh, so, yeah. Uh, and yeah, we'll make it last a few days so people can just get around to screenshotting. Okay, then we'll, we'll run the contest. I'll, I'll make sure to update the content the thread, but we'll run it uh, and we'll pick. By Friday night, we'll lock it down Friday night at midnight Pacific. And then you'll have to be comfortable telling me your address so I can ship it to you. Other Obviously. than that, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that'll be fun. Awesome. Well, thank you, uh, everybody, once again for showing up and uh, our very special guest, Squid. Thank you so much for for joining. Well, thanks for inviting me. I, uh, I was lucky I uh, joined you guys in that nightfall. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, we were talking about the podcast, and I was like, hey, we need a guest. I was like, Squid might want to be a guest. <laughs> yeah, I got a sparrow, and I got to be a guest. <laughs> it's a good day. It's a good day. Yeah. Um, and Levi, it's always wonderful to have you on. Yeah, and you, you can delete that part where I didn't get his joke about Xenos' name, right? <laughs> <laughs> nope. No. Oh, damn. Uh, I'm look, yeah, I'm my look. my audio editing software it's just I don't know it's not working. And uh, once again, Speed Racer, our new admin, welcome to the team, and uh, hopefully we'll make this a regular thing having you on. Yeah, thanks. Look and so, it. Speed, you defeated Claude in single combat. I did. Okay. You have, has anybody seen him lately? <laughs> I talked to him oh. today. <laughs> so your, your youth and enthusiasm was uh, overpowered his old age and treachery. What's, what's funny about that is actually last night he sent, I was playing uh, and he sent me some messages wanting to do the Shield Brother Strike for the Chaperone Quest, and uh, I was in the middle of something and I basically I fell asleep while he was still playing. So I guess <laughs> right now. now who's the old man? That's awesome. And Xenos, as always, thank you so much for helping put this together. No problem. And I am Bjorn, and this was episode 9 of the Starside Lounge, which is kind of amazing. We're still in the single digits. (laughs) (laughs) But not next time, which hopefully won't be like 8 months from now, so. Maybe maybe this year, huh? Maybe? Well... No, no, that's probably. <laughs> we, Relax. <laughs> we got like well, eighteen days, so we also we also gotta have stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, guys, take it easy. Ready to go? <laughs> yep. Let's do it.
All right. Sure. Let all the awkward silence out. We can we can do this now. <laughs> no, no, there'll be lots of awkward silence. Silence, silence edited out. In fact, I say we all not talk after Bjorn does the introduction. Give <laughs> <laughs> me. That'd be so bad. <laughs> Bjorn that's actually doing it by himself and pretending everybody else is here. <laughs> is this thing on? Wow.